0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous: A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice M, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Well, today is Friday. It's March seventeenth, two thousand and seventeen. Today we'll be reading from the Big Book, chapter Bill's story, and we're at page five, fifteen. Page fifteen, paragraph two, beginning. We commence to make many fast friends. Today's readers are Shannon B. for the 12 Steps, Cheryl R. for the 12 Traditions. And our readers today for the text will be Deb W., Devorah S., and Jackie B. Now the share IDs, which is a four-digit number for yesterday, that's Thursday, March sixteenth, two 2017. They are, the 7 a.m. Eastern meeting is 9730. The 10 a.m. Eastern meeting, Eastern time meeting, is 9731. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering Who Still Suffers? At A Vision For You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Shannon B. to please read the 12 Steps of OA.
1: Good morning, this is Shannon B. recovered in Athens, Georgia.
0: Thank you, Shannon B. I will now ask Cheryl R. to please read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous.
2: Good morning, everybody. This is Cheryl R., Recovered in Virginia. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority – Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass.
0: And thank you, Cheryl R. Uh... How our meeting works, our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Well, today we're going to resume our study. In the big book on page 15, paragraph 2, we commence to make many friends fast. Um, And I'm going to ask, pardon me, Deb W. to please begin reading.
3: Good morning, Janice. This is Deb W. Recovered in Oklahoma. We commenced to make many fast friends, and the fellowship has grown up among us, of which it is a wonderful thing to feel a part. The joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. I have seen hundreds of families set their feet in the path that really goes somewhere, have seen the most impossible domestic situations righted, feuds and bitterness of all sorts wiped out. I have seen men come out of asylums and resume a vital place in the lives of their families and communities. Business and professional men have regained their standing. There is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. In one Western city and its environs, there are 1,000 of us and our families. We meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. At these informal gatherings, one may often see from 50 to 200 persons. We are growing in numbers and power. And, you know, I really like that paragraph. And what it does, it reminds me of uh, the path that um, I have taken coming into the fellowship, coming into the fellowship scared and, uh, you know, knowing that I had a problem and, thank God, hearing that I wasn't alone. And, uh, you know, I just jotted down a few of the things that uh, changed for me and, that i you know we see um as we are 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 living and working this program um i'll always never forget that i used to um be so excited when i was responsible to make the coffee or to set up the chairs because at that time in my life i had gone i was defeated by food and and to be able to be trusted to do a service for the group, it was just like it was something that I took so seriously. Um, let's see, so we come into these meetings and we share on a real personal level and that, that immediately uh, lets us be vulnerable and be bonded and connected to each other. Uh, we hear the promises of the program and we're attracted to the other members in the group from their point of um recovery you know we see something we they we used to pass pictures around and we they would say we would see the old person and we see this new person and you know really you didn't recognize them a lot i was attracted to that also attracted by the smile and the happiness that uh these people you know seem to have the balance in their life the confidence uh, that they seem to have um and I wanted it, I wanted it uh we we learned to live on a spiritual basis, you know uh the blocks that I had between that spiritual growth that spiritual fulfillment that I got uh working this program on a daily basis uh is removed, and i I have a closer relationship with the power greater than me um we live to. Want to be used by God, and 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 not what can God give me, you know. So you know, my heart transfers, ch- uh, changes, and and I want to be there for my fellow man, and uh, you know, I I I I you know I uh, I'm enriched, or I I thrive on the meditations and and the prayers, uh, living, willing to admit when I'm wrong and clear it up immediately. You know, when I'm in resentment or fear or frustration, today is not a place where it is common for me to be there. I'm striving to get out of that. Whereas before, I just brooded and and it and it just grew and, you know, because I was right and they were wrong and, you know, I I have found my purpose. You know, I always say, what was my purpose? Well, my purpose today is to be there for other compulsive eaters to, to spread the m- message of recovery and that it really does work. Um, and so another thing, I get to pause before I react. I get to think about a thing, and I can kind of play in my head uh, scenarios and, and don't have to jump. Uh, uh, jump. And my God, the the number of feuds or bitterness that has been wiped out since I've been in program because I am willing to be – vulnerable to opening myself up to be hurt when I say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what nice. I did. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and
3: I'll pass with that. Bye.
0: Okay. Thank you, Deb W. Okay. We're going to um, see who would like to comment on page 15, paragraph oh, 2, and we'll be on this paragraph all meeting, so we'll take our time. And I did Jackie. hear you, Holland. I heard Holland. Wait, I I heard Jackie B., I heard Tina S., who else? Anybody else? Vasa
4: O.,
5: Lauren N.
0: Good morning, Vasa O., and Lauren N., that's a nice group. Let's go with them. And we'll begin with Holland G. Good morning, Holland.
6: Good morning, and thank you very much for your service, and thank you to Team Friday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a compulsive a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Can I be heard okay? Are you there? Am I coming through?
0: I unmute. Oh. I'm sorry? You're fine. You're doing well. Okay,
6: okay, great. Okay. Little by little by little by little from the time I was three and four years old, this disease pervaded into every cell of my being and destroyed my life. It humiliated me in every way that you can humiliate a human being. It deformed me. It emasculated me. It amputated me. It shamed me. It dragged me through pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. This disease did things to my life that I would not have the heart to do to anyone, living or dead but the recovery is just as pervasive and even more powerful. In every way that a person can be reborn, in every way that a human being can be restored from a 700-pound body and a mind that is fettered with confusion and fear and shame and anger, I have been restored. I am alive in every sense of the word. It has been my honor and pleasure to travel this country back and forth and up and down doing big book studies and conventions. I have done them in 38 states and a province of Canada. And what amazes me more than just about anything is the laughter and the camaraderie and the love of the people that I listen to through a door, I listen to through a hallway, And I don't know many of them or any of them in most cases, and they really don't know me. I'm a voice that they invited to speak to them. That's all. But to hear the camaraderie, the laughter, that is Overeaters Anonymous. That is the 12 steps in its most kinetic form. I hope that some of you or all of you will come to Newark when we meet in September for our Vision for You convention because it's going to be fantastic. Are there going to be magnificent things talked about in the rooms? You betcha. But some of the most magnificent love and some of the most magnificent sharing will be in the hallways, will be in the lobbies, will be at the meals, will be in the parking lots. And that is where OA comes alive. That is where the 12 steps comes alive. This is the most magnificent way of life imaginable. Am I as rich as I want to be? No. There's nothing in this book that says, okay, now you get what you want. No. But I have a life worth living, and I have purpose, and I have a life that really goes somewhere. Come and join us and work these steps. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: And thank you much, and G. Okay, Jackie B., it's your turn.
7: Hi, I'm Jackie B. from the Bronx, New York, recovered compulsive eater, one day at a time. What I got from this that I highlighted was there is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. At least that's what I'm I, I'm receiving every day that I work this program. Um, I'm totally amazed. Um, it's like there have been some shocking things happening the last couple of weeks, and I've been getting it. I've been totally getting it. I've been... The minute something hits, like, that that, that would have set me right to the food, that would have set me, I don't know, I would have spent $500 in just food alone in two seconds. Um, I said, no, God, that's why you brought the big book and the vision for you and working the steps through the big book and being a sponsor and working with sponsees and having a sponsor is because you wanted me to be prepared. You wanted me to know that you got my back. And I didn't get that. I was so overwhelmed yesterday when I got news that really got me going. And it's because I have no control over other people. And I said, you know what? You got me. That's why you got me, you know, over you know seven months ago doing my program this way after 25 years because you wanted me to be prepared for this. You wanted me to be abstinent, you wanted me to be able to be of service to others and realize that whatever it is, I, I can deal with it. I can deal with it and I can stay abstinent and I can still be of service and I can still work this program. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. Okay,
0: it's Tina S., it's your turn. Good morning.
8: Good morning, Janice. Uh, thanks for your service. Tina recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. Some great stuff. Again, um, you know, one of the things that are really is the attraction for me in, in this paragraph is it says that um, we will feel a part of, you know, because I never felt a part of anything. And what I did feel was apart from. And, and this is the good news. You know, I'm a I'm more a, a big fan of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous as opposed to the, the A, 12 and 12, which was a great book. But in there, in the 12 step, it says that the theme of the 12 step is the joy of living. So every time I read this, I think of that because, you know, that's what I get. You know, from the, the result of working the 12 steps, you know, I have a spiritual awakening and I have this joy of living that, you know, that I never had before. And I feel the excitement now when I'm just talking about it because it is, you know, I have something today that I never had before that if I I continue to do what I'm doing. I'm going to continue to get this. And, and in order to do that, there are some things to be done. And one of the things is that I, has to, I have to continue. You know, it talks about practice, 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 practice. When I do the work, I get the work. You know, I, I get the result, which is, you know, the spiritual awakening. And one of the other things that it talks about in is here, you know, that I have to carry the message. You know, and that's part of the joy. You know, if I keep it to myself, there's no joy. I don't see it happening in other people's life. When I give this thing away, I see people, I, I see it happen in their life, and, and I think, well, this is a wonderful thing, you know, and, and, and I'm so grateful for the people that had given it to me and so that I have the opportunity one day at a time, you know, to give this thing away. You know, and, and also, you know, I loved it. It was already shared. You know, there's scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. And that's just the truth. And
9: with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: And thank you so much, Tina S. Okay, Vasa O. Oh, good morning to you. It's your turn. Thank you.
9: thank you. Good morning, Janice. And good morning to every one of you. And I am Vasa grateful to be covering. I'm Possible Rita calling from Florida. And uh, I, I had the gift of desperation, which I didn't think was a gift of desperation when I came in the program. I said, this is going to be a torture for me to put this food down and not to have the certain foods that I love for the rest of my life. And I, I, I just couldn't even imagine that. And my sponsor said, no, you don't have to do this for the rest of your life. We just do this one day at a time, one meal at a time. And, ah, okay, I can do it for one day, I remember saying. Oh, I can do it for another day, another day. God's been 30 years, by the grace of God. But I was very, very skeptical coming to the program. I remember thinking, this is probably a cult, you know. But I was saying, why would my why would my friend bring me to a place like this, you know? I just, I needed to trust her, you know, because we had been friends, friends for many, many years. And... Um, I remember I was so afraid in those days. We served coffee, just coffee. (laughs) And uh, I wouldn't even take a cup of coffee at the first meeting or even the second. I was just so afraid because there was a lot of drugs going on in the early 60s and, you know, the middle 70s and stuff. I remember from my parents, they would always warn us, be careful who you're hanging around. You know, they're putting drugs now in people's drinks and stuff, you know. So well, I was, you know, I grew up in a very, very strict home. So I was always to be always, you know, cautious what I was doing. But gradually, little by little, I started trusting, you know. And I found so much love in the program. Gradual, this was a gradual process, you know. And uh, I started trusting, and um, and I got, I met so many people over the years. I mean, I've met people on the phone bridge that I've the, the call like from Florida or Massachusetts, and I've been able to connect face to face, and and to go to the uh, the world services and to be to have that connection over the phone with some of them. Sometimes I feel like overwhelmed, you know, with life. I said, God, you're just putting too many people in my life. I don't know if I can keep up with everybody. But no, I do that every day, as I do with my my food food problems. You know, with my food. One day at a time, you know. I don't have to do everything all in one day. And God gives me strength, enough, just enough, enough to do for today, whatever He has in store for me. So this is my purpose again, carrying carrying the message to others that are suffering, and that has been given to me so freely. Freely, I need to pass it away. What I had to, in order to keep it, we have to give it away. Thank you for letting me share. I. And
0: thank you, Vasa O. Oh, okay, I believe Lauren N. You're next.
5: I may have gotten the last. No, you got you got it right. I was unmuting. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No problem. Uh, thank you so much for leading this meeting. Uh, thank you for your service. This is Lauren N. From New York. I am so grateful for this meeting and for this these rooms. For today, I'm able
10: to make it through the day
5: without eating sweets, without eating food, without and being, having given away 120 pounds and feeling like I can manage my life. Or actually not. I don't. Haha, <laughs> that's the best part. I don't manage my life. One day at a time, I put myself out there in this room. And these rooms, and I hang on to what you guys say, and what is being shared here um, life is better than it ever could have I ever could have imagined that I've got people in my life today that I don't that I could never expect to have in my life and things are coming true in a way that I never expected to happen. I get stressed and I don't pick up. How incredible. I feel things and I don't pick up. I reach out to others and I am able to be there for others in a way that I had never been able to be there for anyone in the past. With that, I'll I'll pass. Thank you very much for all you guys have given me.
0: And thank you, Lauren. okay, just a reminder that we are on page 15 and our comments are on paragraph two. Who would like to begin?
11: Melissa, okay. C. Melissa,
0: Melissa C. Nessa R. Melissa C. Nessa R. I heard a gentleman, I think. Michael Judy H. P.
4: Michael.
0: Do Michael H. Judy P. Judy P. Judy P. Lisa Ann. B. And Lisa B. Let's go with that group e. right e. now, and She's that'll be great. Morsey. Okay, we'll get you in there, Mara. Okay, Melissa C. Please go ahead.
11: Hi, are you able to hear me? I am. Okay, great. Melissa C. Recovered, compulsive overeater in New York, and um, you know, when I think about you know how how Bill is talking about a, a, you know families being really set on um, the right path, um, I'm, I'm filled with such gratitude that that's my experience with my family and, um,
3: you know, and all the
11: dreams that I had um, for my family, um, you know, they changed. <laughs> I, I had um, a, a vision, you know, I, I can, you can go on Facebook, uh, you know, and, and I have to be careful because I can go on Facebook and I can see what looks like um, what families are supposed to be doing and what families are supposed to be saying about one another. And, and you see beautiful vacations. And I used to get caught up, and that was the path, you know, that um, if you took wonderful vacations, then your family was on the right path. And um, this program, you know, has not changed my economic situation. So we don't take luxury vacations, but – my definition of what the right path is for my family has been unbelievably changed. And, and I'm so grateful that, um, that I was desperate enough to know that I needed to change everything and not just my weight. You know, I thought that if I lost weight, then everything would fall into place. And, um, actually what happened was I recognized that everything was in place. What was out of place was me. And my food was just a symptom of it. And so, you know, my family is relatively, my kids are relatively young still. And so when I think about being on the right path, family set on their right path um, and and really going somewhere, um, you know, I I can connect with my children um, in a spirit of love, not that I didn't love them before, um, but without um, conditions. Without, um, they don't really have to do anything um, other than be who they are. They can be very different from me. They can have their own opinions. And this has, like, permeated all of my family relationships, not just my children, but my siblings, my mom, my cousins. You know, it just, when I talk about family being put on the right path, um you know, I'm 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 just so incredibly grateful that that has been my experience, and um, I don't just get to witness it in other people, but I, I get to live it in my own life. Thank you.
0: that <clears throat> And thank you, Melissa C. Okay, Nessa R. It's your turn.
12: Hi. Thank you. Good morning, vision for you. This is Nessa R. A recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, I came to these rooms to lose 70 pounds because I thought that if I was thin I would be happy and I guess I'd forgotten that there were times when I was very thin Um, even thinner than I am now in my recovery although it wasn't a healthy thin but um, I wasn't happy you know and I always thought that it was the external circumstances that would make me happy you know if I was thin if I had money You know, and actually, those times when I was really thin, I also had a lot of money. I had a good job making a big salary, um, you know, spending more than I made actually. Um, But I wasn't happy. I I wasn't happy at all. And I would say um, I spent most of my life pursuing those things that I thought would make me happy, all those external circumstances that I thought would make me happy. I thought if I get what I want, if things are the way I want them to be, if people behave the way I think they should behave, then I'll be happy. And then I won't have to overeat. And that was totally false. That was totally false. And I did live in misery and depression, but I have found in recovery that is more than about just um – you know, overcoming misery. I, I, I mean, this program has given me, this recovery has given me uh, more than overcoming misery. It's given me the, the true joy of living. And it's a joy that comes from the inside, that comes from knowing that I am doing the right thing. And what is the right thing? You know, it's like, oh, well, what's the right thing? How do we know what the right thing is? I mean, like that's like the $64 question or whatever the saying is. You know, but doing the right thing is doing what God expects from me, living in alignment with his will, serving God and helping others. That is the right thing. And it's like, go figure, you know, when I was out selfishly pursuing my own happiness, I wasn't happy. And now that I said, you know, well, forget about my happiness. I'm going to do what is demanded from me. Then I found, I found true and, um, and lasting joy. And that is the, um, that is the transformation that these 12 steps give us. You know, the 12, the 12 steps give us a um, – teach us a new way of thinking that is not um, centered about around me. It's not all about me anymore. It's not even all about me. It's not at all about me. It's all God-centered, and it's other-centered, but not other-centered in the sense of, okay, I'm going to help you the way I, I think you should be helped. Or I'm going to help you the way I want to help you because that's still self-centered. Um, or I'm only going to help you there's something in it for me, like thinking I'm the good guy or everybody's going to like me or whatever. It's, it's, it's helping the way people uh, should be helped yeah. according to God's, to God's will. Thank you. And it's in doing that that I have found um, real um, and lasting joy as long as I uh, keep working the steps, which I will and I pass.
0: And thank you so much, Nessa R.
5: Okay, Michael H., it's your turn.
13: Hi, good morning. This is Michael H. Did you call my name?
7: Michael H., yes,
13: please. It's your turn. Hi, thank you. This is Michael H., recovered combustible reader from Illinois. I just wanted to check in this morning and... um, What I see in this in this paragraph today is uh, just the tremendous hope that is conveyed. Um, as as I read this, it says the the joy of living we really have even under pressure and difficulty. So so that's really the miracle for me is is not only that I've been able to have sanity around the food and and uh, you know keep off nearly 100 pounds, but but the miracle is the joy of living. I don't know any addict or what addict. I can only speak for me, but who has joy for living? And and for me, the circumstances in my life as newly recovered ultra overeater are, are by and large the same. I still have the same job that I don't particularly care for. It's a little more stressful than I would like. And I have the same marriage situation that is quite estranged at the moment. And you know, the same, you know, physical ailments and, and life circumstances are the same. But what I've been given by working these steps is the joy of living, even under pressure and difficulty, which uh, quite frankly, I never, ever expected, uh, and I'm grateful to God that I'll pass.
0: And thank you, Michael. Okay, Judy P., it's your turn.
14: Hi, Janice, this is Judy. Did you call me? I did. Oh, good, I was unmuting. Hi, good morning. Uh, Judy, compulsive overeater, very grateful uh, for recovery, and um going to just set my timer, which I have. Um So the first line that really stood out to me was, "We commenced to make fast friends in a fellowship," and I'm always brought back to many, many years ago in LA, where um, an LA friend, a very close friend, before we hung up the phone, she said, "I love you," and I was so rattled by it because a friend had never said that to me, and it's still, we're still very close to this day, and. It's a love in this program that I just don't experience outside of the room with my sponsor and with those I sponsor and just what I call my OA support network. Um, The other line I wanted to share on was, you know, I have seen hundreds of families that their feet on the path that really goes somewhere, and I am a true testimony to that. My marriage was totally dead broken, and beyond human repair, and um, I just left it up to God, and I don't know how, because it's beyond human doing, Um, my marriage is better than it's ever been, ever, in 22 years, and what God taught me is I had to stop going to people for what they could not give me. I thought it was everybody else's job to make me feel good about myself, especially my husband, but it's pretty hard for somebody to make you feel good about yourself when you feel like a piece of crap. And um, so I go to God, and gosh, the pressure that's off of my expectations of others is huge. The other thing is um, the joy of living we really have. And I think about, um, you know, I think about this whole physical recovery thing. And, you know, one of the hardest things for me to learn was after God blessed me with another physical recovery, um, it wasn't the solution. And that had for me to be the hardest, the oldest idea to be smashed because it was weaned into my brain since my first diet at seven um, that started with two months at diet camp. And, you know... I only came from a mindset of the diet is the solution and weight loss is your ticket to happiness. And I'm so grateful for this program that has shown me a life truly beyond my wildest dreams. And just so grateful, and I will end with saying I'm so grateful to share on this meeting. For those who are comfortable, it's only my second time sharing, and I look forward to when my heart doesn't pound, that's when I start. And thank you all. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. <laughs>
0: thank you so much, Judy P. Okay, Lisa B., it's your turn. Good morning. Can
10: you hear me? I can. Good morning. This is Lisa B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. This reading is very special for me because since I was really little, I really believe that that ism that I felt in me you know, was just in me waiting, waiting, waiting for the substance, you know, to enter my body that would ignite the addiction, whether it be alcohol or my alcoholic foods. And I was cut off even before I got into the compulsive eating from feeling any, anything. I couldn't feel love, acceptance. I always felt a part of, I felt different. I just felt blocked. And, you know, I read this and it says, we commence. I commenced in this program through working these steps I began the process of becoming unstuck of all that sludge and gook that had me cut off since since probably even being born you know and I was stuck in self stuck in fears stuck in uh, the past stuck in resentment stuck in the food stuck in feeling less than and as I commenced to move through these steps that buzzing sound that I've helped heard in my head, you know, really all these years began to go away and I could hear, I could hear what was being said to me, the love and joy that's always been there, began to come in and reach me. You know, I know that this is an other-centered program and God-centered program, but the universe inside of me, the world inside of me was a horrible treacherous place to live and I have been set free through working these steps now I can give out you know this love and freedom and there is a joy that we all feel it's like it talks about in the next chapter there is a solution you know about being rescued and we're all just so happy my husband is truly an average temper eater he's an average temperate drinker. He's not an addict of any kind. It's very hard for him to identify the enthusiasm and joy, you know, that I feel about my program, because this has truly, truly set me free. The other thing is it talks about pressures and difficulties, things not going my way. Well, my negative thinking, my judgment, my resentment, just always lurking in my mind to the core of my being. I am free of that now. It doesn't mean that it doesn't ever come back but i have the steps i have a way of living and then it talks about this is a program that takes us someplace it's a path that takes us someplace and that reminds me of the new roots and the new soil that bill talked about and um also you know meeting with the newcomers to share with them the fellowship that they crave i've craved that fellowship my whole life and it's just wonderful now to be a part of and giving that and giving that and not having everything be about me, what a freedom. And with that, I pass.
0: terrific. Thank you, Lisa B. Okay. Marva Z. It's your turn.
15: Good morning, Hello? Janice. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Mara Z. Recovered in Virginia. So gratefully, so recovered. So, oh, sorry, I just popped you right out of my ear. Excuse me. Feuds and bitterness of all sorts wiped out. Families reunited. For two years, I had not spoken with either of my sisters. For two solid years, I had um, made my amends and I uh, was basically told that they were worthless and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I decided with the help of my higher power and my sponsor and other fellows that I had done as much as I could and I had cleaned off my side of the street and that for me to live a sane and happy and useful life i needed to disconnect from these people there was a lot of pain a lot of hurt a lot of anger i did a lot of ten steps and finally it just became okay this is the way it is and i still still held on to some of the bitterness but i was able to still continue To love them. And so when given an opportunity for um, agreeing with something on social media, I did. And I believe it spurred on a reaction. And now I can say, gracefully so, that I am in communication with one of my sisters. And it is a gift that she reached out to me. And I'm so very grateful for it. I was convinced there would never be a connection between myself and my sisters ever again, which makes for lonely going at times because my parents are are both gone. And so, you know, a little bit sad to think that I have no family. God and his timing is always perfect, always perfect i continue to work my steps every day i continue to do my 10-step turnarounds excuse me and i take care of what god wants me to take care of with his help and i just keep praying and i kept praying for them and i continue to pray for them and it just is you know the joy of living we really have under even under pressure and difficulty I wasn't sitting as a shell, you know, hunkered down, feeling self-pity for those two years. I lived my life. I sponsored. I was sponsored. I do service. And I am part of this group. And, and for that, I'm very grateful. And Janice, thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, I hate to do that. But anyway, thank you so much, Mara Z. Okay. It looks
0: like we could take about three more. Who would like to be next? Liz T and
12: Liz Barbara Renee e. E. Barbara Margie E,
0: M.
5: Margie M. M.
0: Okay, Maggie M. M and Barbara E. Okay, Renee let's C. go, with,
5: well, let's what go with page those, are we on? The, just paragraph? a moment.
0: I don't know who this is. Like. Renee C. Okay. We are on page fifteen, paragraph two. We're gonna go with Liz T. Margie and Renee C. For now. Liz T., it's your turn.
16: Hi, good morning. I'm Liz T. in Minnesota, uh, recently recovered. Grateful. Um, I just like, really like the line about um, there is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. And I was just paging back on page 13 um, The part about uh, on the bottom of 13, the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. And um, this last time through the steps, um, I had a relapse around Thanksgiving and um, got back in with a new sponsor, first part of December, and I'm now recovered again. Um... I remember in one of our first conversations with her, I just felt so much unmanageability again and just uh overcome by responsibilities and motherhood and owning a business and I just shared that with her and she reminded me, Liz, there's nothing that these twelve steps can't address that we can't overcome that can't make our life lives better. And it just gave me so much hope when I was back in step one, putting, you know, um just feeling like I have this big mountain to get through again and it just gave me so much hope to just stay the course and and I, I could hear it in her voice that as being a recovered person she had been through it too and it had addressed her life life in so many ways and it just gave me so much hope and um you know, earlier in my recovery when I was trying to do this program, basically kind of like a diet with group support, um, I didn't always hear that kind of hope in the rooms. We were still stuck in the problem. I didn't hear a lot about the solution. And so I'm just really grateful for this meeting and this format. And you know, somehow somehow I get up every day at six in the morning. A lot of times, not even with an alarm, and I'm here and I'm listening and. Today I got to share and I'm just really grateful and um, some days all I can do is listen because I'm getting kids ready for school and stuff, but it's a huge part of my life and now working with um, someone coming out of relapse is really a gift because oftentimes when I was in that um, vicious cycle of relapse, I wondered why am I going through this? Why me? Why again? And someone said maybe someday you'll be able to help others that are suffering in relapse, coming out of relapse, and here I am today, able to do that, and I just never would have, When I have that tunnel vision when I'm in myself all the time, and that self-centeredness, I, there's no way I could have seen that, but someone mentioned it, and it's like, oh, yeah, maybe there is a a reason for this suffering, so wherever we are on our path, um, someone just said before me, God's timing is perfect, and that's, that's so true, and just trusting in that one day at a time, um, we can overcome. um, There's not any problem among us that we we can't overcome. And I'll pass.
0: And thank you so much, Ms. T. Maggie, I didn't get your first initial to your last name.
5: Maggie? Is it Marjorie? Maybe it
7: isn't. Maybe we can... Okay, Renee C., it's your
11: turn. Hi, my name is
4: Margie M. Okay, Margie M.,
0: it's your turn.
4: Thank you, and thank you for this meeting. I live in an area where I don't have face-to-face meetings, and so this is just absolutely wonderful for me to be able to listen and, and hear everyone's experience and even get to share um, the sentence that j- just means so much to me is have seen the most impossible domestic situations righted. I grew up in an alcoholic home, and the food was always there from the age early, early on. It, it was food, and I hid food in my room, and I hid food at school. I ha- I always had my stash of food, and that's, that's where I went to when Dad was on a rant and a rave or whatever. Um, my dad got into recovery through AA when I was 13 and it didn't change a lot of things because we all know recovery takes a while and and particularly to get the family back in shape. So the food stayed and the food became more and more important to me um, until I found alcohol myself in my early 20s. At that time, I disowned my father because he divorced my mother and. Um, my sister and I had barely any relationship at all. And now I'm using alcohol and food, the combination of the two, and I'm not eating nutritionally because I don't want to gain weight. So I combined the two and managed to stay thin. But that didn't work for long, as as we all know. And anyway, what ended up happening is that Many years later, it was my dad who 12-stepped me, and I got into Alcoholics Anonymous. And through working the steps, that situation was righted, and our relationship was righted. And then another circumstance that was terrible, my sister lost her husband in a in a tragic automobile accident. And through that and through the working of the steps, our relationship started to recover. It took me a long time, it took me 70 pounds of recovery in an AA to realize that my food was still out of control and that, yes, I too was a compulsive overeater. And that was devastating to me because I thought I had all the recovery and I'd be able to take care of this with just AA, and that was impossible. As I said, I gained 70 pounds over my years of recovery. So now here I am in Overeaters Anonymous, and I'm finding that more situations and that were impossible to overcome are being overcome through the working of the 12 steps. And I am being put in right relationship with other family members that were, you know, were not in right relationship. And feuds and bitterness of all sorts are being wiped out through working the 12 steps through OA. And I am just so excited about that and the joy of living. Um, I have hope. I have not lost that 70 pounds, but I do have hope that my life is being righted.
0: Time, time.
4: All right, to an even greater extent. And I'm just so excited with what I've found here in Overeaters Anonymous. And I thank each and every one of you. And I'll pass. And thank you, Maggie M.
0: okay renee c it's your turn
5: good morning janice m this is renee c grateful recovering compulsive overeater from outside of icy philadelphia (laughs) so grateful to be on this meeting and to have read this paragraph and good morning to all my fellow visionaries um what i wanted to comment on was as so many have the joy of living we really have even under pressure and difficulty And if anyone had told me that, even three or four years ago, I would have said that was impossible. But I'm finding as I work these 12 steps with integrity and honesty and willingness, and I have a power greater than myself in my life, I really do have the joy of living even under pressure and difficulty. You know, I have a chronic disease. My compulsive overeating is a chronic disease. I have another chronic disease, a medical disease which has gotten worse and uh, is growing and is frightening. But I believe that all situations can be righted with this incredible program, these steps, and the gift and the blessing of my higher power, who works with me on a daily basis. I'm working my step eight diligently, quickly, hopefully, and uh, with great joy. And I just, when I talk to my step guide, I am just filled with joy because I am finding a new way of life, a new way of living. And Bill talks about this in this chapter, Bill's story. And with that, I will pass. And thank you so much for letting me share.
0: And thank you so much for sharing. I think that uh, we'll do it for today. And I want to thank everyone who has shared, and I want to give you the share ID for today, which is Friday, March 17th, 2017, is 9733. So for those that didn't get a chance to share, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Jackie B. please read a vision. Can you video? give a yesterday's number I can't oh. on? Uh, <clears throat> Um I don't have it right now. Perhaps the next meeting we can, you can ask for it, okay? Because we're going to ask for Jackie B. to please read a vision for you. Our big
7: book is meant to be suggestive only. Jackie B.
0: I'm sorry. It's Deborah. I thought it was S. S. Oh, it is okay, Devora. So yes, okay. Please go ahead. Sorry about that.
17: Hi. Good morning, everyone. This is Deborah S. from New Jersey, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater.